Hello, and welcome to Undercurrents of Hope, the podcast where we look for the hidden places of hope in circumstances that sometimes don't seem too hopeful. I'm Hannah Morell, Executive Director of Broken and Hopeful and Pastoral Counselor. I have a mix of short devotions by myself and interviews of others who have experienced hope in the middle of a variety of different situations. I hope that it will encourage you, reminding you of the one who always holds practical, everyday hope for us, Jesus. All right. Hi, this is Hannah Morell, and I am here with Leslie, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to her about her middle and how she's found hope there and and the hope that Jesus has brought her in spite of a lot of really difficult circumstances. So welcome, Leslie. Thank you. It's good to see you in person. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We we often correspond by email, but we get to see each other while we're doing this recording, which is really fun. I did live in Dalton for a while when I was in Colorado. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, maybe can you talk a little bit about what circumstances you find yourself in the middle of quote unquote um, at this point in the, in your life? Okay. Um, Well, first of all, I did um, um, finally get into exchange life ministry um, a couple years ago um, because I had suffered from depression for the first 55 years of my life. I'm only 60. So (laughs) A lot. <laughs> the majority, we could say. Yeah, <laughs> um, so I was really grateful to um, really find out that w- what that was about, that it wasn't something I was trying to get rid of, but something really that um, the Lord wanted to show me. Um, yeah. Gosh, really, um, who he was for me, who I was, who my true identity, and that I wasn't, you know, um, uh, just because I was not, I'm trying to think of Psalm 27, 10, 10 where it says, um, your mother and father may reject you, but I mm. will, I will comfort you and hold you forever. Yeah. And so even though I kind of grew up in that kind of atmosphere, um, the Lord kind of really just became my literal salvation. Yeah. Um, and so I'm so grateful for him for that. Um, however, during the course, um, I was actually in the course when this happened, uh-huh. um, I had a hemorrhagic stroke. We were in the life and cross diagrams class. And I walked into that class and I remember saying, it was really a weird night. Nobody did their homework. It was just a strange uh-huh. night. Said, Boy, this class, this class <laughs> really blew my brain. And you know what it did? Mm-hmm. Like I had a hemorrhagic stroke and it had a major uh-huh. brain bleed right there in class. Of course, I had no idea what was happening. Yeah. Um, so I remember Jan followed me out and uh, I walked into the wall. And at that point, I didn't realize that's, that's when my vision started to, to, to dissipate, uh-huh. but I didn't know at that time. So I spent a lot of time in the hospital and Plano Presbyterian, mm-hmm. um, lots and lots of weeks, um, and months in Baylor rehab. And then I was outpatient rehab. And um, at that point, they discovered that I had lost a lot of my vision, mm-hmm. like a lot, like too much that I wasn't able to drive. Right. And even recently, um, I'm still like walking into things because I can't, I can only see like, I call it dove's eyes because I uh-huh. can see straight ahead and I can't right. see eyes. So yeah. I'm overwhelming my head and I've been getting more concussions, but I'm, I'm back wow. in eye therapy. So mm-hmm. 
um, that's kind of the circumstances that I am in right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess that that's where I've really learned dependence um, on my true father, sure. my happy father. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where he has me. And it's been kind of, there were days in the beginning where I just like would cry out to God, like, you know, you said you would meet these needs. You, you said you take care of me and here I am, you know, and I can't drive. Yeah. And it was at that point too, that I told him that um, if I can't die, cause I was, I was in a bad place. Mm-hmm. Um, Baylor, it's a long story, but in the beginning, they thought I could drive. Well, I failed the, the driving test miserably. Ah. And um, so my husband was like, oh, it was your fault. You didn't try hard enough. And it was really a dark place. Mm-hmm. Of course, actually, it's interesting because this year I was test. I had a three-hour evaluation by the lady who is on the board for Texas driving. Mm-hmm. And she said, there's no way, there's no way you should be on the road in a car. You are a danger to yourself. Oh, wow those around you. Mm-hmm. So it was really um, a really difficult time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Lord started like, like I was like holding into his promises. And sometimes yeah. I don't think that we do that enough. Yeah. Like, like, Lord, you said you take care of me. And this is what I need. I need rides to the doctors. I need rides to take my cat to the vet every week because she needs yeah. Um And he answered so many of those prayers, like miraculously, like mm-hmm. he would just, he would just, people would just kind of be like, I can help you mm-hmm. people that I wouldn't even expect. Wow. Um, so I really, then I really, really just started to like, well, what, wow, if I'm really going to believe you and really want to trust you and you, what you say is true, then this is what else I need. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it was, it was, I need love. I need acceptance. And, and yeah. I mean, it, it was just those things that I had been longing for my whole life mm-hmm. that I didn't receive. Yeah. Up. So yeah. Um, it, it, it's difficult. It's, but it's sweet mm-hmm. because if there's something he doesn't want me to do and doesn't provide a ride, I, I don't fret over it because I know there's a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a constant, um, um, I guess, communion. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really cool. It's yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, and it sounds like it's the the vision, especially, has limited Mm -hmm. your mobility, your communication with people. So so much of that is has just been stopped altogether. Absolutely. Um, And that's that's quite difficult. I mean, there was a benefits like I, you know, I couldn't serve in church anymore. Right. Got a break <laughs> and all these ministries and things, uh-huh. and it's like you know. And then as I grew to grow this message, it was like, wow, like this is really such a blessing to yeah. spend twenty four seven with my savior. And when Bob used to go into work before he worked out of the home, I just had so much time with him. I actually missed that time. Yeah, yeah. And he has me in ministry. He has me in prayer ministry. People kept saying to me, you have a great prayer ministry. And I'm like, I don't have a prayer ministry. <laughs> like, yes, you do. And then finally I was like, fine, I guess I have a prayer ministry. So <laughs> it's called. He does. I can testify to that. Hidden <laughs> <laughs> in Christ, because I literally am from Colossians 3 3. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's really just, he's been so faithful. Mm-hmm. That's the word he uses with me. 
Mm-hmm. Over and over. In fact, I woke up one morning with some questions and, and he just gave me that word and I still have it on my mirror and lipstick. I'm just as faithful. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. How do you feel like you've learned to receive his love as your father when you were, had experienced rejection for so long? Um, I think, well, I can tell you that there was a night in the hospital and it was kind of one of those sketchy nights. Like I didn't know what's going on because I mean, I literally, like I, I was having searing pain in the back of my head from all the blood and, and I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what was happening. And, and I was in this hospital room. It felt like I was in like this ward with all these people and like yeah. and somebody was walking around and I knew it was the Lord and I put my hand up uh-huh. and I, I said, Papa and tears rolling down my face. And his presence was so powerful in that moment that mm-hmm. I will, I'll never forget it. And I, and then he became, that's what he became to me, became my Papa and my Abba. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard for me because I never even call my dad daddy, you know, right? Yeah, it was completely different. And he he came through. And like, when I was in rehab, I would hear his voice, you know, like, Mm -hmm. trying to walk again. Yeah, learning and those things. And and, in one time, I heard this voice say, you got this baby girl. And I'm like, is that you God? Like, Mm -hmm. wow. So he became real to me in such a supernatural way. Mm-hmm. It, it it was the supernatural became real. Yeah. Like the unseen became seen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, and so often we discount that, you know, we, and, and yet it is more real in a lot of ways, I think, than the, the physical world that we want to treat as being the end all be all of everything. Absolutely. So, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you stay encouraged when you're still limited driving? You're still kind of in that place yep. where, <laughs> yes, you, okay. No driving, not limited driving. <laughs> um, and, and you're still dependent, um, very much on, on the Lord for each one of these things that he's providing. Mm-hmm. Um, h- how do you stay encouraged in that? Um, you know, music is really huge for me, mm-hmm. um, um, especially Rich Mullins. He's, mm-hmm. he's, you know, I think about those words that when he talks about my soul so hot, I could feel blisters on my heart. I mean, he's yeah. so real and yeah. relate to that. Mm-hmm. And there's just comfort in, in um, knowing others, people's circumstances. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure if I'm answering this correctly. Yeah. Um, like Brennan Manning, for some reason, I just, I really relate with his story. There was a time I was drinking too much wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> After my mom passed away, it was a really devastating time for me. Yeah. Um, and I would put myself down and then I, and I think about other struggles. Mm-hmm. And, and so that was encouraging to me. And the sense that I was sharing with, like the people in rehab, I was sharing and suffering. Yeah. Um, like yeah. I, I think I talked about this. We were sitting in a circle, passing this ball around, and I'm like, 
It was so interesting. I mean, here's Marvin, and he's a six foot five African American teddy bear. And he's uh-huh. and then there's Patrick, and he's like this scientist, and we're all at the same level. Right. Nobody was lifted above anybody. We were all yeah. right. And so I I have found comfort that there was others. There's others who still struggle like me who are in yeah. jail right now, mm-hmm. um, you know, fighting for their lives. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's comfort in that. But mostly my comfort was was found in Jesus and mm-hmm. his suffering. Yeah. Um, and that God gave him this peace that passes, surpasses human understanding to the point that the peace he had helped him and enabled him to endure the cross. Yeah. And, and then on the cross, you know, he, um, he kept entrusting himself to the father. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, what, what more should I, Mm. um, there was a day when, um, um, Bob went out of town for a couple of days. And when he goes out of town at first, I'll have a little angst or, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm fine after a while, but I was like having this feeling and I, that loneliness and, mm-hmm. um, the isolation and everything, and even stuff from my childhood, it was all like welling up and, yeah. you know, looking at the window and, and I was looking at my left hand, my left hand still numb. Mm-hmm. And I always think about Jesus when I look at because I can't see both hands at the same time. Right. It's a wonder to me. Like, I I don't know. It's what happened is I felt, um, I felt, I felt him touch my hand. Mm-hmm. And, and it occurred to me at that moment in time, he's feeling the very same thing I'm feeling right at this minute yeah. because of our union. Yeah. And so comprehending that, Michael Wells prayer that I would comprehend the accomplished union of Jesus and the finished work of the cross. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that he would keep me from the illusion. I'm an independent being. And he did that huge, mm-hmm. but yeah. in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I, sometimes I don't want to tell my girls to pray that because they're like, oh. I'm not pray that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame them. <laughs> It's a scary prayer, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So really, yeah. when I think about when I'm laying there in pain at night, um, whatever it might be, and I'm like, my Savior is feeling this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how can that be? Yeah. But he is. And then, yeah. and then that's when I found that verse. I sat down on the couch that day and opened it to, to I pretty sure it's first Peter or second Peter and where he talked about in Jesus and trusting himself to the father on the way to the cross. Yeah. That's what I do. I just entrust myself to the Lord. And, and then, you know, what Brandon Manning says, it took me a while and every day. Yeah. I would just put my hands out and say, Abba, I belong to you just Mm -hmm. over and over. And it's just become a reality. Yeah. It's yeah. Just reality. And I'm mm. grateful, but that doesn't mean I still don't have hard days. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's the, the weird balance in suffering is we don't just dismiss it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still there and, and there are days that are harder, mm-hmm. but you also recognize it, it's a kind of a both and scenario. You also recognize that he is present in that. Yeah. And, um, and that others are also, you know, that, that you're not alone in that. But I think that um, 
in my conversations with people, so often it's those very lonely times, like when your husband's out of town or at night when you're the only one awake with pain or mm-hmm. any of those situations that can be really, really difficult, you know, and, and hard to see through. But that's really cool. I was just reading uh, a post by Ann Voskamp today where she was talking about the the words of Jesus on the cross when he said, into your hands, I commit my spirit talking to his father. And she said, so often there's so many things that we need to commit to him into your hands, because that's the only place we want to put them, you know, um, my health, my peace, my mm-hmm. future, my, you know, we need to be committing those things to him because when we try to hold on to them, we just kind of make a mess out of it and, and are further discouraged. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a cool way to look at it. That is truly. Yeah. And be willing to look at something different. Yeah. Yeah. Change your perspective. Mm -hmm. And then, but grieve those things, you know, Yeah, of course there was, there was definitely some time of grieving. For sure. They weren't pretty. Yeah. Um, But you know, God's shoulders are big enough. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, what encouragement would you give others who are stuck in their own middle, whether that be a a health issue or any other? Um, I mean, I would really say that that comprehending his union is huge and um, really hold him to his promises. Yeah. I was, it, it, I'm pretty sure it was Jacob, right? He wouldn't let go until yes. he the blessing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so like sometimes, um, like I was, uh, this happened a couple years ago. I was reading a daily bread and there was a verse in it. And I'm like, the verse isn't from the old, from the new Testament. And I'm like, how can they be wrong? They're the daily bread. They do this. Right. <laughs> and I looked it up and it was like, no, it's not there. And it was, um, and I found it, it was Jeremiah 31, three. Mm-hmm. It says, I've loved you with an everlasting love, with a mm-hmm. love that lasts forever. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, I've drawn you with loving kindness. Yeah. Because, you know, it goes on to say he's rebuilding us. But anyway. Right. Right. Um, but so, like, I was like, don't let that go. You know what yeah. I mean? If the Lord has had something for you, don't let it go. What is it you want to say to me about this circumstance? Who do you want to be for me yeah. in this time? Mm-hmm. And, and, this is who you say you are for me, you know, show me, like, mm-hmm. like, show me, tell me, you know, yeah. what I need. Right. Cause you promised, you said, you know, yeah. just, just hold him to that. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That was something that struck me about Corey Tenboom when I was reading mm-hmm. one of her books, she said the same thing. She said, we don't often hold God to his promises. Mm-hmm. We act as though maybe he won't show up or maybe we'll be disappointed or maybe, so we might as well not go there. Right. Um, and she said, we, we do ourselves a disservice in not doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking time and um, sharing some of your story. And, and I know it'll be encouraging to, to many, especially those who are really struggling with um, feeling stuck and um, not in the place they want to be. Um, but I love that, that God showed up there too. And not only that, but he's made it beautiful. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, lots of opportunities to um, yeah. 
love on women who are hurting and yes. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. Um, Leslie leads a, a women's study, but, um, and shares a lot of this hope with other women, um, as she goes along. And I, and I, I think that's really cool in that sometimes when we're suffering, we don't want to go help somebody else. We want to just kind of curl up into a ball and <laughs> not come out. Um, so I, I think that's really, that's, it's a, a picture of what, how Papa has loved on you. And now that's overflowing to those around you. And yes. I think that's really cool. Amen. Yeah. I love from, um, I'm going to put a plug in for Frank Friedman's book, God in yeah. the Gray. Yeah. Um, God in the Gray is the best book I've ever read on suffering in my life. And he says that people like us, that the world is not worthy of us. Yeah. Because of the suffering that we've been through. Yeah. And, but my favorite statement from that book is when he talks about that grace sat down with me until I could walk again. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what he did with me. Mm-hmm. He sat down with me to like a walk again. Yeah. He still does. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thanks so much, Leslie. Sure. Absolutely. Thank you, Hannah. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Broken and Hopeful is a nonprofit ministry that exists to walk with those who feel broken to find hope in Jesus. We provide donation-based pastoral counseling, discipleship, coaching, and mentoring, along with blog posts, women's retreats, books, video courses, and this podcast. If you'd like to join our amazing support family who makes all this possible, you can donate at any time on brokenandhopeful.com using the red donate button at the top of the page. Thank you.